Hear the word of our Lord from Psalm 127. Unless the Lord builds the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives to his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with his enemies in the gate. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be. Hello everybody and welcome back to our Sex and Marriage series. Today we are going to be talking about the opposite problem to what we were bringing up last week. You see, last week we discussed the infertility cult. What is the infertility cult? It is the recent movement that is basically religious that attempts to separate sex from fecundity or fertility, human fertility. There are people that are personally offended with the fact that sex makes babies. So they are all about birth control. They are all about getting you to watch porn and be dysfunctional so you can't have babies. They love the abortion industry because you want to punish children for the horrible iniquity of being born if you are a member of the infertility cult. These are people who don't want kids. And I'm not just talking about the antinatalist movement where people on Reddit are like, I got to wake up at 11 a.m. this Saturday and I got to do nothing all day. My life is so fulfilling without crotch fruit running around and screaming. No, it's not even that extreme because the people in the infertility cult don't verbalize the way the antinatalists do. It's more insidious than that. They'll couch it in wonderful marketable terms like, we're not ready yet. And you know, I just want to focus on my career. Oh, my career, I want to find myself. And you know, sex is such a big part of finding myself and babies get in the way of finding myself and my career and me, 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 me. Thank you, selfish generations. You've led to the slaughter of hundreds of millions of babies here, but you know, you got to have a job, I guess. You know, in the midst of this triumph of the infertility cult, and yes, it has triumphed in many ways. After all, everybody out there has kind of separated sex from baby making, haven't they? Mentally, anyway. We forget that fertility is a human thing. But also, our birth rates are down. Hideously so. Our birth rates are below replacement levels thanks to the infertility cult and all the dupes that followed along with what the elites were telling them to do. 
the nice man on TV tells you to go to college and get a nice $75,000 a year salary, both you and your potential husband. And maybe when you're 35, you pop out one. But <laughs> I mean, let's face it, that's, that's an accident. Babies are just an accident and a burden. Yeah, people just went along with it and that has just crashed our world around us. Thank you, sexual revolution. Your consequences have been a disaster for the entirety of the human races. But that said, eventually people would notice, wouldn't they? Somebody out there would notice what's going on around us and say, Hey, this is bad. You know, maybe babies are a good thing. Maybe the church had a point when it came to that, saying that children are a blessing from the Lord, and blessed is the man whose quiver is full from them. Now, that's wonderful. People should notice this, and they should resist what is going on in our wider culture. You should not be a part of the infertility cult. Please, accept that children are a good thing, babies happen, and that is a fundamental aspect of our sexuality is procreation. Yes. However, it has, in recent years anyway, went all the way out to the other extreme. You see, the old pagan fertility cults are making something of a comeback. And yes, there have been plenty of fertility cults in the past. Namely, cults of Asherah, cults of Juno, various pagan groups that sought fertility, both in terms of agricultural fertility and birth, as the central tenet of human existence. This is making a comeback in Christian circles as well, where everything is about pumping out more babies. And with this comes the idea that sex is bad. <laughs> this is a trap the church fell into very early on. You have orgies among the Romans and the Greeks. You have the Canaanites engaged in temple prostitution. You have people doing all sorts of nasty stuff with their fertility and turning sex into, well, just leisure, really. Something that's fun, a hedonic release of orgasmic pleasure, and that's all it is to them, and they're obsessed with it. Oh yes, the cult of Aphrodite, very well known. But, the church looks at that, and suddenly gets tempted to say, sex is very, very, very bad. Sex is bad. Look at what it's done. We need to have just no more sex. Oh, dang it, though, we're supposed to have babies. God said, be fruitful and multiply. Okay, sex is just for procreation, and that's it. Sleep in separate beds unless you're going to make a baby. Because that's the point of sex. It's the only point of sex, really. And you should be having nice big families. Uh, never resist any potential possibility of having kids. Always be super open to it. You better be having some babies. And don't have sex unless it's for babies. That was the position of Augustine, that was the position of Jerome and Ambrose and so many different figures in church history that you don't treat your bedroom like a bordello. No, you 
Treat it like a cultic ritual site for creating life. Hmm. Okay. So sex, according to the tendency towards fertility cultism, is a necessary evil so we can get back to the business of making more babies. Yes, they really do treat it that way. If somebody appeals to natural theology saying, hmm, well that doesn't belong in that person's mouth because a baby won't originate from it. Oh my gosh, you got it on your shirt. You won't get any babies that way. Therefore, these things are sin. You're in a fertility cult. Because everything, according to the purpose of human existence, is to make more babies. Be fruitful and multiply has been turned into do nothing but multiply. That's bad. And oh yes, it is absolutely out there with all sorts of virtue signaling and status signaling in social media. Look at that happy mother with her six or eight babies. Look at that happy woman out there saying, I can't wait to be a mother. Oh, look at her. She's in a sundress next to her daughter. This is the point of everything, is family formation and bigger and better families. You are not a legitimate human being unless you are breeding. Or, if you don't want to do that, you can go be a celibate priest, monk, or nun for the rest of your life. Because the less people having sex, the better. The only reason you would have sex is to have babies, after all. That's the logic, and it's stupid. What did our psalm for today say? Psalm 127, verse 3, Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. Children are a blessing from whom? From you and your wife working so hard? From your community that told you have kids, have kids, have kids, have kids, have kids, have kids blah, 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 blah. No, children are a blessing from God. From God. Let me repeat that. Children are a blessing from God. This is a forgotten truth. The purpose of sex within marriage is manifold. There are many reasons to do it. Adam looked at his wife and said, Behold, this is flesh of my flesh and bone of my bone. This is the reason a young man leaves his household, cleaves unto his wife. The two become one flesh. You want to be one with that woman because that makes you both one. It is an expression of perichoresis as we covered. It is a covenant renewal feast, so to speak. It's a great, enjoyable, wonderful thing. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Sex is fun, and it should be enjoyed for that reason. And yes, sex makes babies. But nowhere does Scripture say that the only reason for sex is to make babies. Put in this effort and disdain it. Hate it unless it's time to make a baby. Stare at your penis in horror when it gets hard because, oh my goodness, this might not result in a baby. Hold a funeral during every menstrual cycle because that's one more baby that wasn't conceived. 
Weep, wail, and gnash your teeth because you're not fulfilling your purpose. My goodness. Yes, if you think I'm exaggerating, there are people that really do act like this. And yes, I know some people are going to say, no, I just want children. We're trying for a baby because we want a baby. Well, that's a natural and fully understandable impulse, but the fertility cult turns that natural impulse and urge into a religious impulse and a faith-based urge. The census divinitatis demands that you have babies. That is what I am condemning here. Because, yes, it is a good thing to want children. You want a blessing from God. God has coded that into our bodies. And we should absolutely, if we can, have a kid or two. Sure. But that is not the purpose of everything in your body. You are not an animal. You see, the infertility cult says you are an animal. You are your base instincts, and the purpose of your existence is to have as many orgasms as you can before you die. The fertility cult says you are an animal. Just like a dog that gets into heat when it's time to make a baby, that is the purpose of your existence. You are a Darwinian reproduction machine, but also Jesus or something. Um, don't masturbate. Uh, Onan, I guess. And yes, at some point we'll cover that topic of solo pleasure, but that's not what I'm talking about today. At the end of the day, the fertility cult and the infertility cult are two sides of the same coin. Missing the point. They are looking at the result of sexual activity, both of them are, and saying that that is what you are, that is your purpose in life. The infertility cult says sex is a good thing, therefore have a bunch of sex because the result of that is orgasms or something and lots of fun, blah, 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 and you shouldn't have babies. The fertility cult says sex is bad, but it's a necessary evil because sex results in babies and that's the purpose of everything, is babies. And they kind of cause each other. They really do. There will be a massive growth in fertility cultism just because of how ugly the sexual revolution has turned out to be. I guarantee you, if there was an Instagram account where pretty girls in veils and like really modest clothing were holding their babies in wheat fields or something and they're playing and smiling and stuff like that and it looked trad enough, but it said, welcome to the holy monastery of Asherah, or Baal, or welcome to the church of Juno, they would get thousands and thousands of followers and they would get people joining them. Oh yes, you will see literal pagan worship for the sake of fertility in your lifetime. And it will be very trad presenting. It will pretend to be something like Christian. It will take from Roman Catholic aesthetics and it will say, this is your purpose. Let's have babies and baby making rituals. The whole shebang. This is going to happen if the church doesn't screw her head on straight about our sexual messaging. That we are pro-sex 
and we are pro-babies because God gave this as a gift to us, and babies are a gift from God as well. If we can do that, maybe we can avoid so much cringe that will result from it. But the fertility cult also helped spur on the infertility cult. What do I mean by that? When you tell a young person that the only thing they should ever seek is marriage and babies, you are telling them they are not a human being. They are not a person. They are a programmable machine that must obey its orders. Living in something like sexual feudalism, where your status of birth determines your destiny. And while, okay, you have one outlet if you really don't want that, you can be a priest or a monk or a nun and be celibate. Nothing for you. Nothing whatsoever. My goodness. What kind of psychological effect does that have on people? Oh, you grew up in a family with ten siblings, and you were told this is how you're supposed to be, but you see how your mother is ripping her hair out in stress, trying to keep count of all these kids, and then you're told, go off to college. Go do this or that or anything and find your own path. Which one is somebody going to be tempted to take? A whole lot of people in the boomer generation, you know, victim A of the sexual revolution, a whole lot of these boomers went from being told you are an animal that exists to reproduce to being told you are an animal that exists for pleasure. Both of these nullify personhood, but at least the latter is fun, right? That's how a lot of it was presented to them. We shouldn't sit there confused that the baby boomers went along with the sexual revolution. Chances are, if you were their age at that time, you would have gone along with it too. And as the infertility cult rose in popularity, of course a whole lot of people are going to be programming their kids for this. Oh my gosh, having you, you were a total mistake. I mean, it was really tough when I was young. So you should be avoiding this. I mean, listen, you don't want to just ruin your life by having a kid when you're 22 years old, okay? You want to have a future. That's the kind of future I wanted. That's the kind of future your grandma just never had. And so the infertility cult kept growing and growing. You can tell me all you want that a hostile group pushed the sexual revolution on kids. And yes... You are correct. The infertility cult was taught to us as far back as elementary school, in some cases where they start sex ed really early. That is correct. But people went along with it for a reason. The church certainly didn't help by acting like a petulant control freak. And you can tell me, oh, I'm painting with a big broad brush. Sure, I am. A whole lot of people felt that way, though, so they ran head over heels for the sexual revolution when it happened. Now, is this the very Lutheran project supporting the sexual revolution and birth control and all that stuff? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I am against hormonal birth control. In all cases, I believe it is silly that we oppose transgenderism in telling people 
you can have exactly what you want if you just take hormones and surgery. We oppose that, but then we tell women, hey, take these sadness pills so your husband can nut inside of you and you don't have a kid. We're telling them the same thing. Oh yes, hormonal birth control, changing your hormones, or getting surgeries in the case of vasectomies and hysterectomies and getting your tubes tied, all that stuff. Oh, we tell people, oh, yeah, that's exactly what you need to make your dreams come true. That's stupid. That is so bad and so pig-headedly wrong of people to say. There's a great deal of hypocrisy there, so I oppose both transgenderism and hormonal birth control. I advocate for natural family planning the same way the Roman Catholic Church does. I have no problems with the rhythm method, as it's called. Sure. I also believe that a husband and wife have freedom as to the kinds of sexual activity that they engage in in the bedroom. The bed, the marriage bed, that thing, that's holy, meaning it is separate, it is private. The church doesn't have any business getting into it and telling a husband and wife what they can and can't do outside of what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says don't bring other people into it. So, yeah, sure, I can tell people don't do adultery, don't have threesomes, uh, don't do homosexuality. So stick with, you know, you and your wife. But have fun. And be open to babies happening, which babies will happen if God wants babies to happen. You know how I know that? Because I have kids. And eventually people want babies. So go have fun. Go seek having kids. <laughs> it really is simple. It's not rocket science. You have freedom in your marriage bed, but don't mutilate yourself in order to accomplish hedonic purposes. And don't turn sex into some religious ceremony for making babies. Don't be weird about it. Enjoy it. This is a natural part of marriage. We don't have to become a cult, guys. Whether that's an infertility cult based on hedonism or a fertility cult that makes everything about my babies. And babies are great. I love my kids. But that's not the entirety of the purpose of mankind. That is a blessing from God, a reward, Scripture says. Not the goal. Let it happen and be joyous when it does. Rather than people freaking out one way or another about, oh, babies are bad, or, oh no, I'm, I'm bad because I don't have babies, or something. We should be pro-sex as a church. Not pro-sex for sex's sake, but for everything that God does with it, and everything God blesses us with in that context, the marital bed, both the children, both the closeness that spouses have, the fun that they get to have together, all of that stuff. But people are going to ask, hey, I have kids and this has harmed my sex life. Or won't having kids harm my sex life, my bond with my wife? Uh, my dad and my mom got divorced and it was a sexual problem that both of them cited. What do I do about that? We're going to get into that next week and talk about preserving the harmony of man and wife, even with children, and a whole host of other challenges as well. But until then, our Lord bless you and keep you. Amen and amen.